And welcome to our show, Geeks Wired Podcast, where we're talking about video games, movies, TV, comic books, technology, and Tilder, the internet of all of the things. I'm your host, Bill, and we have the other host, Anthony. Sure do. Yay. You also can ask us questions and get a hold of us at geeksarewired at gmail.com or send us a voicemail or a text message at 801-896-GEEK. That's also 801-896-4335. You also can help support us by going to our Patreon page and where you get the podcast early, and that's patreon.com slash geeksarewired. And now on to the news. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, Apple, as we mentioned last week and probably weeks before that, they have their new uh, M1 chips out. And people have been wanting to try to get Windows running on them because what else are they going to do with their expensive machines? And um, turns out, they I think they modified the QEMU-based emulator, a QEMU-based emulator. It may be the QEMU-based emulator. They modified it so it could run uh, Windows 10, Based or ARM-based Windows 10, just to see how it would do, and it uh, virtualizes better than it runs on a Surface Pro X. Nice, like by quite a bit too. Um, this article doesn't have a uh, do a Google's. Oh, never mind, it's right there. No, it's down. Keep down. There's a, oh, where's the That's pictures? The, the, yes, the, it's in this. It's in the pictures. Because we all communicate with pictures. Yeah. So, um, the top number is the M1, the 1515. So, on Geekbench, it got a single core score of 1515 and a multi core score of 4998. This is the virtualized Windows. And on the Surface Pro X, single core got 793, multi core got 3113. So it's the score. So that's how good it did based on a bunch of tests. Yeah, tests that Geekbench runs. to, And it comes up with a number to help you figure out how good your stuff is or how bad it is. And it's hilarious to me that Apple's chip does it better than what Microsoft puts in theirs. And this is the first iteration. <laughs> Interesting. So yeah, so Apple's doing well. It's just, yeah, it was hilarious to me when I... And, well, when I heard about that. And there's also a Crossweaver. You can, they have a, an app called Crossover, which is basically Wine for Mac, but it's uh. a commercial version, so it's has more tweaks done to it, so it's more likely to work. Nice. <laughs> and, yeah. People have used that to run a few games that allow it. And, yeah, it's kind of cool. That's all I had to say about it, really. So, on that note, if you don't want to buy your Mac, but you want to oh, yeah. make design uh, for the Mac, or you just want to like have a Mac experience on your device, you can always rent from, a- or from Amazon. Yeah, I heard about this. I haven't actually looked into it. I think I just read about it this morning, actually. Yeah, it's actually, it, it's really... December 1st. So newish. Fairly new. I'm not saying like brand spanking new, but it's fairly newish. And yeah, you can. So you're able to 
create OS or Mac OS instances to run software or to make software on because to make software on a Mac, you need a Mac. Mm -hmm. There is no way around that except for this now. The only other way around it was to make a web app. Yeah. Which is kind of not the same, but... <laughs> and you might run into issues. So this one is... You get to make an instance with the M1 chip. Interesting. Yeah. Does Apple's EULA support this? They, I, they, I'd imagine yeah. it must. They, they're all in for it. So this is how Apple can keep growing because it is... You know, Are they just a bunch of server-racked... M1s or Mac Minis, I mean. They didn't really go into the hardware behind it. They just, well, they go into what in their server farms. And it might be. That might be why. So you can. Well, that would be about the only thing they could do because I don't think it'd be worth paying the overhead for a laptop because they're not <laughs> going to use the screen. True. Or the keyboard or the touchpad or the sound or the webcam. So I think the Mac Mini would be the only one. Which is also good for if you're in a state where you're not wanting to upgrade your device, you're able to test it on yeah, the Yeah, this would allow you... I think you could do this on the Intel one still, but you could build what amounts to a universal binary, Yeah, which is the same thing they did for PowerPC, the transition from PowerPC to Intel. But from my understanding, this transition is going way better. Yeah. Because Rosetta 2, which is the second iteration of Rosetta, weird, weird how there's a t how that works. It's not weird. Um, <laughs> Rosetta 1 was for PowerPC to Intel, so that's ah. why it's 2. And it does, I think it performs about 70 to 80% as it would normally, like performance-wise. So you get 70 to 80% of the performance in most cases. This is for apps that haven't been optimized. Yeah. But if they've been optimized, then they'll run at 100%. They could. Could run at 100%. So yeah. we are also, this article does talk about, you were saying, like, this is Apple partnership with AWS. Oh. And that's where it also brings up then, could the M1 processor be used as a server chip. Well, this does move it that direction. I think AWS was already moving towards ARM. Yeah. In some cases because of the power savings. Because ARM's getting to the point where you can get a lot of bang for your like per power yeah. watt per wattage. And not only does it make electricity bills cheaper, it also makes their cooling options way better. You don't have to drop off things in the bottom of the ocean to cool them? Yeah. That was an experiment. No, that's what Microsoft does. I thought they only did that to one thing. They As a test. Well, they've done it as a test, but they've also done it with multiple other things. No. I thought they were just doing that as a test. But yeah, you don't have to do that. Or it, you can do that, but you can have your stuff packed in closer. Which is probably an inevitably what server farm's going to do anyways. Yeah. Because they have the space for it. And they already have the infrastructure to cool it down. It won't be like that to begin with, though, I don't think. So with this being an Apple partnership, they either have just shipped them a bunch of, like, Mac Mini, like, circuit boards and, like, little tiny, 
Like, because you can buy, so Raspberry Pis, right? Yeah. Um, you can get what's called a compute module, which is basically, it's a Raspberry Pi on a circuit board, kind of. Okay. And you can like slot them in like a PCI card would be slotted in. So I wonder if it's like something like that, where they are just hot swappable and you can replace them on the fly. It may not be that streamlined, and it may just be that they're just shipping them Mac minis without like speakers and whatnot, because they don't need the speakers, but it might be more cool than that. I'd really like to see what it actually looks like. Yes, this would be cool, too. But they don't go into it, huh? No. Lame. I know. That's okay. But it's still still interesting that if you're wanting to develop, because when you're developing on Apple, you only have to develop for a smaller range of hardware differences compared to Windows and Android, where you have such a large range to cover. You just mean Apple, period. I was like... It's been like that for a while with Apple. Yeah, this no, that's just new. Mean, yeah, no, this isn't. But that's what makes you know, Apple wants this to happen because people, and that's why people release so many apps on Apple first because you don't have to build in so many contingencies. Yeah, and the issues that you might run across, at least for the App Store, the as long as you're using, like, if you're using Apple's Xcode, as long as you design it correctly, it will take into account. Do you have a notch or not? Hmm. And um, do they have a home button? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, just stuff like... So you can design it correctly. Yeah. And then you don't have a problem with it, but, yeah. So, you have anything else to say on this? Because I have another article, if you don't. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so it's getting close to that time of where ugly sweaters are going to start coming out if they haven't already. They've already come out. I've already got three. Oh, you've already bought three? Yeah. Oh, well, here's another one maybe. Is it about, is it, uh, uh, what is it? Mogu? No. Aw, Mogu's Mo- awesome. Mogu is. Mogu. There you go. Sent it into Discords. It's. Baby Mogu, baby, baby Mogu, baby Mogu, baby, baby Mogu. Anyways, <laughs> the TikTokers know. You would if you actually used it more than once. Uh, I open it once a week. It's fine. Yeah. But it's more than I open Facebook anymore. I actually hopped on Facebook the other day just to check out my notifications. And uh, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> yeah. It was boring. And I may even block the website. Though I probably won't because I still like to use Messenger. It was like, hey, there. you might have friends. These people might know you. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Small rant. What absolutely irks me is, so they send you email notifications, right? Yeah. And when you're in like that uh, list view where it'll list a little bit about the notification or about the notification, mm-hmm. like in the, anyways, it said, it'll tell me a little bit about the notification in the little like description or whatever but when you click into the email nothing's there oh yeah it's just like this person posted something click here to look at it it's like the information's here why can't i see it yeah i know why because that was the text version and then the html version is different so anyways smaller rant hate that um back to other happier stuff ugly sweaters yes ugly sweaters amazing ugly sweaters microsoft 
is selling an ugly MS paint sweater as an part of the proceeds benefit girls for girls who code. That's awesome. And it's kind of nice. And I actually might get one because I didn't know this was a thing until about 10 minutes ago. Wishing you warm and cozy holiday season. I just love it because it has the old style Windows logo on it. <gasps> they got even more. Yeah. Oh, dear. They have the Windows 95, Windows XP. Oh, man. You can accessorize your ugly sweater, so they will make it. You can design it in MS Paint. Is that it? I'm way overexcited than I thought. If you're a Skype user, access the background in app without the uh, download required. Oh, it's just an add-on into... It's an ugly sweater add-on for Skype. Oh, I see. And Teams. Oh, and Teams? Yep, these MS Paint backgrounds oh, for just Teams backgrounds. and Skype. If you're a Skype user, you can access the background in apps without downloading it. That's why. So if you want it in Teams, you have to do it. Uh, click on Shop now on the Windows 95 one. No, I'm going to do this one because okay. I think I'm going to actually Fine. get it. Um, nope, ooh, I'm not going to actually get it. Ooh. And it looks like they're all sold out anyways. Yeah, that's why I'm not actually going to get it. Okay, go back. I'm sad. Let's click on the 95 one. Well, shoot. <laughs> sold out. Well, I wanted to help. What about the XP? I'm going to try it. They had less of them, but they were $70. Or, yeah. They also only had small and medium. Yes. They were less of them, and they're sold out. Well, never mind. Well, this would have been cool. I guess they all it were 70 bucks. It's still cool. Like, I think you can subscribe. Yeah, you can subscribe to let them know when it's available. But it's still cool. I will probably. Yeah, let me know when you get an email, Bill. Yep. Because <laughs> I, I, want, I want to know. I'm going to be on their mailing list, so I'll know about this stuff later. They actually... Microsoft actually put out some really interesting clothing. Oh, I didn't know about the clothing. Yeah. Like this is. I did get. And also if you ever go to any of their events, you get some yeah. really, really uh, I've got cool some cool swag, swag from that. Um, they, I got some. Uh, I never used it, but the drawstring bags. Yeah. I say nice, but it was actually kind of the cheap style ones. But it was cool. It was like Windows 8 themed, which as much as I didn't like the interface or what they did with it, the color scheme was cool. Because it was like a light green and turquoise or whatever. Like the Windows XP color for this. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like that. Like it had that style of green and that style of blue. By that I mean the sweater that we're looking at, not the Windows XP logo because they're different colors. If you click on the show notes, actually I'm just going to put this one in. Yeah. You go the, Do it. It'll go to, take you to X, gear.xbox. But. Yeah. This is cooler than I thought it'd be. Yeah. This is just something Google decided to show me just a second ago. Oh, that's always fun. The rest of the stuff's not so great. I would say Google would show it to me, but, you know, I decided to start using Edge. Well, I'm not using Google Chrome. This is the Google app. Oh. I use it to... Oh, like the news? Yeah, I mostly use it to... If I'm doing a quick search, I'll do it that way with the app instead of opening up a browser and then... Um, otherwise, if I have like a couple of minutes, I'll just open this up, scroll through the feed because it's, uh, yeah, I'll just scroll through the feed because it's usually somewhat relevant, but if I Google stuff too much, it starts popping up stuff like that. Like 
it was showing me a lot of like sword art cosplays for a while uh-huh. and it wasn't like they weird good kind of cosplay it was like very clickbaity and i hated it so i never clicked on them because their the titles were clickbaity but so we're looking at the other the hoodies the and sweaters game. i was seeing if they had any cool sweaters they do have a pre-order for dash vw crew neck sweater it's kind of cool that's got a halo infinite one yep what's uh what other halo stuff they got there's a stuff on the side that you can filter it on. I think I kind of like the Gears of War one. There's only like six sweaters. There's no other additional. That's pages. a lot of color. <laughs> yeah. It's sold out though. Is it? Yeah, it says sold out right there. Oh, it is. That's cool though. What else I got? There was. I was just looking. Shot by. Pro- <gasps> they got coffee mugs. They do. I know. You never think of Microsoft when you think of like buying regular things. Yeah, you don't really. I kind of like the marble sphere. It's kind of cool. Otherwise, it's kind of meh. <laughs> oh, it's just for a lot of their products. So. Can you scroll down a bit? That's it. No, I know. Okay. I was wondering because on the, the sweater one, they had a disclaimer about such and such money is going towards this one fundraiser or whatever. Yeah. I was wondering if there was something similar with this, but there's not. It doesn't look like it. Unless it's down in this one. And it doesn't look like it. It's also not a fast item. The sweaters huh. had a fast item label on them. They would get here in time for the holidays. Yeah. So this one you have to order by December 9th. So in a week-ish. No, a week. You forget you, recording and release are different. Okay. You got less than a week. Yeah, less than a week. Uh, December 9th is a Wednesday. Yes. So far away. Oh, you got different sizes too. Yeah, you can have 15 You can get a big boy one or a normal one. You got to go big. I didn't know there was that many different kinds of like uh, coffee mug sizes. Have you ever got a big coffee size? Coffee mug? I mean, I have, but they're usually like the, the wide mouth ones. They're oh. the same size, though. And then I do have one that is different. It's the same. It holds the same amount of liquid. It's just skinnier and taller, and uh. it like goes up in a cone shape. I have one like that. In fact, it's tall. It's almost too tall to fit an, into my Keurig. Yeah, those <laughs> it's are got like fun. a quarter of an inch clearance. That's cute, though. Yeah. Anything else on my uh, Google list? Well, there was. We still had the first time impressive. This is actually in the show notes. Reddit revealed its num- daily of uh, daily active users. First time ever they've actually released this information. Like, is it consistently fifty-two million? For the first time, the count. Yeah, it was fifty-two million. Active users. Oh, that's just not in a day. That's just active. Or wait. Let's read this. That was daily. Yes. 52 million daily users. And that has grown 44% year over year. Facebook has 1.82 billion. Yes. So the thing is, yes, Reddit is not big, but it's kind of interesting for as much as there is. And I'll admit, Reddit has a steep learning curve to learn. 
how to use it. It does. I still don't fully know how to use it, but that's okay. I'm a, I'm a lurker anyway, so. Yeah, I've, I've created stuff. I've done things. We have a page or a subreddit there. There, There is stuff. It takes, but it, once you like hone it down to what you like, it. I feel like it's really, really good. And yeah, it's not a lot, but it's for advertisers. You know, they, 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 for the longest time, didn't want to advertise. So a lot of their advertising has been internal, but they, they've been growing and they're kind of a, they, yes, they can be, there's a lot of hate that can grow from it. There's also a lot of creativity and their April Fools are usually kind of fun, like the button. So the hate isn't specific. It's not unique to them. That's any social media yeah. platform. It's just because you can make subreddits private. Yes. So related to this, a while ago, I think this is months ago actually, you were telling me that Discord was considered social media. Yeah. And I was disagreeing with you for a bit. And I could kind of, like I was so-so on it. But I got thinking, would you consider a forum a, so, a part of social media. That's the oldest form. So that's, I would agree with that too. And so Discord's basically a forum, as is Reddit. Actually, Reddit really is a forum. Yeah. It's a forum of forums. Um, so I think I agree with Discord being a social media. All right. So I retract my statement from like forever ago. Not that that mattered, but. <laughs> it matters. Yeah, I, I think it's social media. Which in that case, like, I don't know. I don't use social. I don't use the Discord stuff that much anymore. But because I'm a part of a lot of like Discord Discord servers, but I never post. Because I don't really want to. Because there's some people who are active a lot in like some servers that I look at, and I just don't want to sink the time. Oh, I understand. No, I've actually hung out on them before and done things. And there's there's a lot of investment. It feels like, and you, when you're like active on it, it's it's great, it's fun. And then I'm just like, I don't know whether it's my ADHD kicks in or whatever else. I just like eh, and I kind of like dwindle off a bit. And that's also why there's also the protection of like I don't just let anybody jump on the forums and become an administrator you got to let people like oh you're going to be active you're going to be a good investment same thing with subreddits you can have uh, people be admins over subreddits and you get to rotate through so you get to maintain like hey the subreddit should be clean and maintained for only these purposes sorry i got distracted speaking of adhd I vaguely remember you saying that. ADHD. That's yeah. it. I got distracted by an article about... I just hit refresh, so I may not be able to find it. It's gone forever. Nope, I found it. Um, Amazon Sidewalk. Have you heard of this? I'm trying to remember what it is. Because I like three different things popped in my head on what they were developing. So what do you think it is? First guess. So there's the robot delivery service, there's the neighborhood delivery service, and then there's I want to say like a solar farm, but I feel like that one's way off. 
So, All those are wrong. Oh, right. So Amazon Sidewalk is a service that your Echo devices... I'm posting it to Discord so you can look okay. at it. Okay. <laughs> I was like... That's why I was being slow up. talking. Um, oh, okay. I'll just read it on here since you already opened it. Um, basically... It allows the devices to make a network that would allow other devices that were out of normal Wi-Fi range to communicate. I forgot about this. This is actually something that almost is making me want to turn off all my Amazon devices. Yeah, so the idea is kind of nifty, but it's also not because... Like especially people who have data caps, that's not great. <laughs> it's like oh, yeah. for for okay, audio you, devices. You, you need to explain it first. I forgot because I kind of interrupted that. Yeah, you're right. You did interrupt me. So basically, if you have a doorbell or a camera, and it's out of normal Wi-Fi range, but you can't, you don't want to buy a new router or a repeater to fix it because those are sometimes hard to set up and don't always work. There is this feature where you can, or it's a, a potential feature. I think they're doing a software a lot to test, but um, it can theoretically connect to a neighborhood-wide Amazon network Yes. called Amazon Sidewalk. And it would basically allow you to have internet access for that device without being able to connect to your own network. Mm-hmm. And... The nifty idea there is that it's cool, it's communal, and that's great, but there's... besides. So we'll, we'll leave privacy stuff away for a second. Yeah. Um, the downsides to this are if you're on... A, shoot. Uh, if you have a data plan for your internet, you don't necessarily control what is going through it now. You will, you have much less control of it, actually. And for like audio-based devices like the Dots such a big deal because they don't take that much but once you start adding in like the displays and the video cameras or the uh, doorbells Mm -hmm. that starts to add up really quick for as far as like bandwidth goes so that's the problem with that but then you also have problems with privacy and that your network or your your, information is going over somebody else's internet not, not, not only that but since your device is connected to your personal network mm-hmm. and depending on how they did the networking for their version of it, it if it's just bridged over directly, you could theoretically have like anybody on that sidewalk network can now see all your land devices potentially. Yeah. If they were to have some way of gaining access to the, well, and well, that's network directly. Might be, could, I could be on the extreme. At the minimum, they probably can see all of your Amazon's devices. I'd imagine this is more of a mesh style network. Okay, where, so you see the entire neighborhood's Amazon devices. No, like you see that they have one potentially. Well, you just see that they have some devices because I'm imagining with this. Um, well, you hope. They're all, yeah, you, you hope, but it's like, so you have th- three devices 
one in a bedroom, one in a living room, and one in the garage, sure. Yeah. And they're all broadcasting on this sidewalk network, and they're hopping, theoretically, onto each other, or maybe this one on the far left has one and the one on the far right has it, but it doesn't have it in the middle. And that would just appear as the sidewalk network in general. Mm-hmm. And the devices themselves wouldn't know any different. But I'd imagine, if, especially if this is Wi-Fi based, you'd still be able to see the network. Yeah. And you might even be able to see all the little... So you're right. It could give people the ability to see multiple devices if they weren't able to like communicate with each other. Yeah. Like they weren't able to link up, so they're just broadcasting their own. That could be a thing. But otherwise, the about the only way you're going to be able to tell that there's people there is I think with... Uh, not people, but how many devices are there I think would be with Wireshark. And you could kind of do that anyways. Well, you might be able to do that just by turning on your phone. Or just by turning on to connect to the... the see what's on the network. No, I mean, you could do that anyways with just like any Wi-Fi device. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like my phone. Well, the same phone. Because phone's it's, the thing that we all carry. Yeah, a laptop would definitely do more. Well, no, no. What I mean by this is they're all like your phone, your laptop, your iPad, your tablet. They're all broadcasting over Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. If you had Wireshark and you cared enough, you could see that they have all of these devices. Yeah. Because, or at least you, you could see that there's points of, like, you could maybe find the points of origin of stuff. Mm-hmm. Maybe. So you could theoretically see that they have all these devices. It's not unique to this, but I don't know. I'm not super thrilled about it. Oh, I'm not either. And especially where this is an opt out. Not Does it say opt- that on here? Yeah. Sidewalk is an I saw opt, opt something. I out. Not mm-hmm. opt in. And. Yeah. So actually this morning, even before I saw this article or heard about it, um, I was debating on getting HomePod minis and I might do that now for my office. Yeah. I suppose actually this is supposed to come out later this year. Yeah. They've, some people have been getting emails though about it. Yeah. Later this year. Is not that much year left. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. We're in December now. We have less than 30 days before the year end. Later this year is within 30 days. Does this include app? Like, if you have it on your app? Sorry. Oh, like if you have the app installed? Would it include that? I know you turn it off that way, but... It does not go into that detail. I'd imagine they'd have a hard time doing that. Especially where their dash thing device they had had a hard time connecting, staying connected. <laughs> yeah. Because it wasn't not, always on. I'm not excited about that at all. Yeah, me either. So it's probably going bye-bye, which is fine because I barely use that. I have a spot. I barely use it. They were losing anyways. In your household? Yeah. They lost in my household a long time ago, and Google's about to lose too. <laughs> You're just like, get rid of them all. I, I'll just touch really, the buttons. Honestly, the, about the only thing I use it for is if I want to turn off a specific device, like I have a salt lamp, Yeah. and I have it because I like the color of it. It mm-hmm. makes a nice warm glow. Uh, warm. And 
it'll sometimes like I have a routine a thing set up in WebCore to where if I hit the light switch about I think a half hour before sunrise, sorry, mm-hmm. sunset, if it's a half hour before sunset or like if it's between a half hour before sunset and midnight, it'll turn it on if I turn on the lights. Sometimes I don't want that though or I turn it on to go grab something out of my room. Yeah. And then I turn off the lights but the salt lamp still stays on. Which I want most cases. Ah. And so I'll have to tell it to turn off the salt lamp. Um, about the only other thing I use it for is setting timers mm-hmm. and setting an alarm. And I have an event on my Harmony Hub to when I say turn on my Apple TV, mm-hmm. it'll also turn on the lights in that room. And that's all I use it for. Everything else, like. I'm just using WebCore or some other automation inside SmartThings to, if I hit a button or turn on a light, it'll turn on the other lights. And it'll also, like in my office, if I turn on my Lutron lights, it'll also turn on my Hue lights, which I have in a, a floor lamp. Yeah. And it'll also turn on my Christmas tree that I have in my office. And if I turn them off, it'll turn all those off. If I press that one button, if I turn off any, anything else individually, then it's fine. It just stays, stays B, stays how it is. I know what I'm thinking of is more work than what it is just to turn it off. You can always just start putting all your Amazon devices on your guest network and limit your guest network bandwidth. That's too much work. I know it is. It's a lot of work. I'm like maybe just probably and the easiest thing is to just rip them out of the walls and walk away. My my whole point was that I don't use it for what they want anyways really mm-hmm. it's more of a a gateway yeah <laughs> and i don't ask it questions because it rarely understands like occasionally i'll ask it for what a word means but more often than not i just google it on my phone or because iphone you don't even have to unlock it you can just swipe over get to your search and it'll just give you a definition that way yeah nice if you know how to spell it or if you don't know how to spell it you can hit the little voice to text button that's on the keyboard and it'll spell it out for you. Nice. So yeah, I don't use them for much of anything and I've been going on and off about whether I even want them anymore for the past like nine months. Oh, I, I can agree because I didn't get into the Amazon ecosystem because they've done a bunch of hokey stuff that I've not agreed with. I'm not 100% in the Google ecosystem. I don't have enough Apple devices to be even looking at the app. Well, Apple. You don't want to be Homebridge? I don't have enough Apple devices to justify an Apple. So if this, uh, I don't even remember what it was called, but there was like an alliance or whatever for smart thing, for smart devices. The uh, Zigbee Alliance. Yes. Okay. It was called Zigbee Alliance. All right. um, if that ever gets off the ground and stuff actually starts supporting it, it, going all home kit wouldn't be a bad idea. Like you can go all home kit now and you can have something called a home bridge, which will sync stuff up more or less. Like you can see non home kit stuff inside of home kit. Yeah. But it can break randomly. And in fact, uh, in the latest episode of cortex, yeah, cortex. Well, he's not part of the other one anymore. We were just talking about that, but we'll go cortex. Yeah. Um, anyways, and that one, he taught the one of the hosts on there mentioned that they set up home home bridge 
not in their home, mm-hmm. but in their working place, like in their office. Yeah. Because if it ever broke, which it's already broken in the office for one thing, because basically all it is is you have a, like, all your devices connect up to, like, smart things, right? Yeah. And of those devices, only a small subset, or let's just say just a subset, works with HomeKit. You want them all to work with HomeKit, though. So there's a thing you can install on, I think it's smart things, or if not, you put it on a Pi or something called HomeBridge. And it basically takes all the hooks from smart things, puts them on the home bridge. Home bridge translates them into something that home, uh, home kit will like, which is Apple's stuff. And then you can start working with it that way. If anything before home kit or the home bridge breaks, like if they update something on it, that integration will now break. Like home bridge itself will still work, but that one thing that updated will suddenly break and you have to spend time to get it working again. And so the reason why he did it in his office was if it breaks, he has other ways of getting around it and he can put in the time to fix it later if he wants to. Whereas if it breaks at his house, like you'd think you'd have more time, but I fully understand this. He doesn't want to take the time to fix it. Yeah. Because it's annoying. But it needs to be fixed like now. Yeah. So he doesn't put it at his house for that reason which I fully agree with. Mm-hmm. Though I still want to... I've been trying to get this working for a while. I haven't tried it for months, but cause, so it's probably much easier now. But yeah, if that starts going off, I might actually start using Home HomeBridge or Home HomeKit for everything because ah. I don't know. How much are the hubs? Not hubs. I don't remember what that's called. They... No, I, the, the, the little tiny speakers that yeah, they have now. I thought they just came out with the next... They did. It's a mini. One. I just can't remember the, na- the name of the model. <laughs> the this, you're not going to find it here. I'm not going to find it here. Bridges? How don't I look at that? Is that Maybe. better? Nope. Oh, no, that's actual... HomePod. Oh. How much is the HomePod mini? I'm on the wrong section. I've never actually looked it up. It might be under iPhone. Try iPhone. Here, just do this. Yeah, you can just Google it. I never actually looked up how much they are, even though I've been kind of interested in them. Hundred. That's not terrible, considering the sound's actually supposed to be pretty good, considering how small it is. And most people don't like it because the assistant's dumb, and it is. It's not the smartest, but if all you're doing is just controlling automations or triggering automations from it, Works just fine for me because the voice to text actually is great. Like yeah. it, it can understand you really well. It's just it can't answer certain, like questions very well. But if you're just telling it to turn stuff on and off, which is all I do anyways, it's great. <laughs> mm. So I might actually consider doing that in, in the future if I decide to tear out my Other dots sense. and the Googles. Minis. Minis. You would or, place your you know, minis with the other minis? Yeah. With the other minis, or probably won't replace all of them because this is more money by so it's like three times. <laughs> but that's okay. I might, yeah. Anyways, I might consider doing that just because it'll be. Yeah, it'd still fit my needs for what I use it for. Yeah, and it'd wow. sound better. They have dropped in price a lot. Well, it's the holidays. True. So usually cheaper around here. 
They're normally fifty bucks right now, like nineteen. No, well, okay, they're normally fifty, but around this time of year, they're usually about thirty. Yeah, right now they're fifteen uh, of all these places, and when I was shopping, they were always free. Because there's always a deal to get these things for free. Yeah, I've never been able to find those. I think I've paid for like two speakers. I've paid for all of mine. But they were all cheaper. Besides my Google Home. Which is the first one I had. I may have paid normal price for one, but it came with a uh, the hub. Not the hub. The uh, Chromecast. Chromecast. Yeah. Mine didn't. My Google Home, I paid full price for it when I first got it. When it first came out. And I still like it because it has decent sound for how small it is. Yeah. Whereas the other ones are kind of hollow. So you you have like the full size Google mm-hmm. Home. The full okay. size Google Home. And they haven't released another generation of it as far as I know. And I think they only released a second generation for the mini because they had a feature where so on the Google Home, the big one, if you tap on it while it's speaking, it'll just stop. Huh. Which I use all the time because it decides to follow up with something I don't care anything about. Yeah. You don't just yell at stop. It's like, yeah, just, no. No, because that one I can just tap on it. The minis had that ability, but they were flawed in some way to where it was like triggering all the time. Yeah. And they just flat out disabled on all of them, mm-hmm. even though it worked on some of them. And I remember that. I remember it working whenever they first came out because we got my brother's those and I was playing with it. And then when I got mine, I was it was weird that it wasn't working and I never knew why. Hmm. And I just was starting to think that I just imagined it. I remember them. I remember when those articles came out when they shut it off. I was like, "Oh, that was a thing." What's yeah. funny is that the uh, the packaging still comes with saying that there's a button there. Yeah, they never fixed it. And yeah, so and they always trigger on me. Like they trigger so much for random reasons. But the second gen off. also has the hooks on the back. So you can hang these on the wall. Oh, instead of having to print something or buy something that would do it? Yeah. Like I have on mine. There's no... That's cool. Yeah, so I know there's actually ways to, like, hook them up and hang them. So it's less annoying. I also don't like that they changed the things to nest and then they didn't change the trigger word. Because the trigger word is still a mouthful. I hate it. You know what? Hey, nest. Or just nest. Because people, like, nest is not too common of a word. I mean, it is, but you're not going to just say it, pause, and then start doing other stuff, or you're not going to start something with it normally. I will end a sentence with the word nest. Yeah, which... Which means there's a pause. Yes, but I mean, because it's, I think it's triggering before and after, or... It might wake up fully when it hears the word, but I think it has like a couple of seconds before that to analyze. Like it records the first, at least it seems like it would be like this for me, to me, but when it triggers, it has like a backlog of the last couple of seconds to see if it was actually summoned. Ah. Uh. And then it listens to the next couple of seconds to see if it was summoned. Or not next couple of seconds, but the next like. Moment. Couple of like. Nanoseconds. No, I'd say half a second, maybe a couple of milliseconds. Like, by a couple, I mean, like, 100 or 200, but I don't know if it's really like that, but these do have a physical mute switch. I forget about that. They all do. I know. 
I just forget about it. Actually, the Google Homes is a digital button. Oh. It's not. So by digital, I mean it's a, it's a momentary switch. Yeah. So you can still see, like, whenever it's on, I think the Google Home lights turn to orange. And if you try to talk to it, it'll just immediately respond with the microphone is muted. So it can still tell you're talking to it, but it's not going to take any queries. Yeah. Which I think somewhat defeats the purpose, but... True. Because it's still listening. So when they got rid of the original ones, I think they kind of replaced it with... I didn't like, know they flat out got rid of the originals. Yeah, they. I think they replaced them with like the speakers and all that. The audio package. Yeah. Well, not the audio. Not just the audio package, but there was. I actually didn't know about the audio package. That's so dumb. Like the. Uh, no, this is the hub. I no, that's the hub that. max. That's the yeah. It's the hub with the camera. The big display. Yeah, I just don't care about the camera. And they're. Yes, it is just the audio. They used to actually have a little speaker. What's the Nest Hub? That's or is that the small display? That's the small display without the camera. It still has an ambient sensor, though. Yes. Which actually does really well. Yes. Because when it's pitch dark, I don't think it's an OLED display, but it looks like it. Yeah. It's, well, and it's just a really, really... You can kind of see... Like, it's designed it's for being a, something like on a nightstand. Well, yeah, but it's also... That thing is that it's not... Hey, look at me! You walk, you know, you walk in the room. Hey, look at me! Look, pay attention to me! I, I'm, I'm like a child or a, a, a lost puppy. Look at me! It's this. Their entire idea on it was, it will be there when you want to use it. Besides that, it's just I don't know chilling. I've noticed on mine that when it when I go into the room because it can tell when something is going in the front light of it. shifts. Yeah, the light shifts, so it'll wake up. And it'll start putting on like, here's stuff about your evening or something, like. Oh, I've I've, I've noticed that recently. But it's not. It's just visual. It doesn't mm-hmm. do any sounds. Doesn't do anything weird, which is nice because, if you want it, it's there. If you don't, yeah, you're not gonna know. I honestly, I, I never usually when I see it change, it changes from like a dim thing to, or with the time to like the images. Mm-hmm. You're like. I've seen it change. I've never actually seen it change into the, this is your evening. Because usually when I look at it, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's some information. All right, thanks. And yeah. I just walk away from it. I mean, I, I noticed that, and that's that's it. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I think I actually noticed that, like, last week. Like, I don't know if it's been around for a while, but. Is the audio package uh, assistant still? Or is it just speakers? Because I've never actually looked at this. I thought they said it was... Yeah, it has an assistant. Huh. Okay. Because I know they got rid of the Chromecast audios, which they did this like last year in February, and I didn't know about that, but I actually liked them. I got two of them still. So, remind me, the Stadia's. Yeah. They have an Ethernet plug on them. Yeah, so does mine. I have a Chrome uh, Chromecast 4K. It has an Ethernet plug. Oh, it's right. not. It's in a weird spot. It's the, part of the the like, plug, the power plug. Yeah, actually. Yeah, it's at the base and the power plug. Yeah, that was kind of like mm, all right. Yeah, I it's mine's not in a spot where I can use it with Ethernet, 
Yeah. And I don't care so much about that one. But it has the options there. I thought it was kind of cool. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I was like, hmm, interesting. And I... <laughs> Never going to use it, probably. No, there, there's that, but uh, it's just a tangent. So it's related, but only barely. <laughs> so when I bought it, I got to thinking, like, right as I was buying, I was like, I can buy an Apple TV for this much. And I actually wanted that. Because I think you can get an Apple TV for... I don't know. If it was... Because I paid 70 for the... 4K Chromecast. Apple TV might be more than that, but in my opinion, it's better. <laughs> well, it's also you. It's your ecosystem. Well, everything. it's not only my ecosystem. It's just like it's designed so much better. The remote can be kind of finicky because it's a touchpad, but it works pretty well. And I had the remote like it has a rechargeable battery in it. I had to recharge it like twice, and it also has a microphone. And I used to use the microphone quite a bit. Hmm. And I've had that thing for at least two years now. So it's a solid thing, and so I kind of regret not buying one. And I might buy one anyways for it, but. Oh, there's, I totally like flew right past the, didn't say it, give me the price. Oh. Straight to the 4K. Never mind. It's $100 more than I thought it was. 179 That's if you get the 32 gig. You obviously want the 64 gig for 200 Why? More storage. Store For what? processing you know whatever software updates they want to do no it's not that it's because you can install apps and you can actually install games on it and if you had a local library you couldn't keep stuff from your itunes library on there ah i don't have that so it's not a thing but that's why which is why i would never buy a 64 gig okay and i'm i'd kind of wish there was a 16 gig to be honest but i think i have the 32 well, let's see what the regular Apple TV HD is. Hundred and fifty oh, bucks. I forgot about that. I thought they just had four K. I'd still just get the four K one because it's not much more. Yeah. And it's future proofed. Actually, yeah, it's one hundred and fifty for the standard thirty two, for the Apple HD. And how much was the? One hundred and seventy nine. For the four K thirty two. Okay. And yeah, it's really not. It's not much more. It's nice that the option's there, because some people really don't care, and that's the market that one's made for. Yeah. And for the TV, I have mine on, because it's a full HD. It's not 4K. And, in fact, YouTube likes to sometimes stream the 4K anyways. Yeah. Which, to be fair, is actually nice, because the bitrate on 4K is way better. So your stuff will actually look better. Like... Because by looking better, that sounds weird because it's just going to downscale, but the codecs for it are different. Mm-hmm. And like, so Minecraft, you know, when it rains, it gets kind of weird. Yeah. That plays total, I don't know the right word for this. I can't think, but um, it messes with the al- the algorithm yeah. for the compression really bad and it looks really like blurry and muddy. On 4K, it's better because there's more bits. Ah. Nice. There's more bits to work with, so it looks better. So even if you're downscaling it, it's still going to look better. Which, yeah. So yeah, I might be going more and more into the Apple ecosystem. Because so far, got a phone, watch, Apple TV, iPad, uh, laptop, Gonna have another laptop here soon. Have an iMac, though I want to get rid of it. 
Yeah. Are you going to go into the Apple ecosystem more? I'm barely in any of the ecosystems. I know. No, you're in, I'd say you're in Google pretty good. Not as far as you could be. I am, I am okay in Google, but I wouldn't say that it's that much. And then, see, she just doesn't understand. We didn't even say anything. And it triggered. Exactly. Like, we said its name a lot, but we didn't say the uh, hey or the okay before it. What's up, Jeeves? I want an assistant called Jeeves. Then I can ask Jeeves. Yeah. That's. I think that still exists, actually. I think it's ask.com. Ask. A S K. I used to use that search engine a lot. <gasps> yeah, it still exists. Askjeeves.net. I feel like this is different. It is. You ask Jeeves a question. And it basically uses Google, is what it says. Okay, no, Google to go, just do ask.com. Yeah, you mean the second one that showed up? Yeah. Yeah, see, it still exists. There's no Jeeves. They haven't had Jeeves for like 10 or 12 years, but. Man, you old. You, talking about the internet 10 or 12 years ago? I know. Back when MySpace was a thing and it was cool. You know, back in my day, I had a paper where I got references from the internet. My teachers said, redo the paper because you're not allowed to use the internet as a reference. I thought you were going to talk about uh, message boards. Did you ever use a message board? Yeah. Okay. I did. I also dialed into some other people's computers and played games. Oh, I didn't do that. I've done. I've used dial-up before, but not like that. Actually, What's I, funny is I did that after I I was already online on I, the internet. I think I had dial-up all the way up until my high school year. No, it was sometime in middle school when we got rid of dial-up but it was 64k dsl uh which is not much better no so it was because so dial-up was 56k right yes we had 28k mm-hmm. for my dial-up and because we were so far away it was actually more like 18k well yeah and so 56 is well, i should re- yeah besides that was the high end yeah and so we had 64k dsl which ended up being like my download speed was eight kilobytes a second Let's mm. just say that. And that was if it was performing on all cylinders. I see. So it was faster and we could use the phone at the same time, which was a big deal back then. Yeah. But uh, not much faster. Because people used to use landlines. People still use landlines and it's usually just for work. Yeah. And even then it's technically voice over IP, but still a landline. What did you... Oh, that was the that Zigbee, Zigbee Lent. Like, why do you have open? All of the things. Actually, we're going to close them down because we're going to end the episode. You didn't want to talk about your other thing? Oh, we did talk about the other thing. Yeah, we did. What was the other thing? Reddit? <gasps> oh, yeah. 52 million daily users? Yeah, we did do that. Let's see. What did we talk about? We could do, wrap it up. We talked about uh, Windows on M1 Max. We talked about Microsoft selling ugly sweaters. Where did the... Which is sold out, by the way. In case did you I forgot. Did I miss the... I must have deleted... 
Did I jump around? I don't know. What are you looking for? I was looking for the Microsoft or no Windows like not it was AWS. Yeah, the AWS M two M one thing. Was that it? Nope. Next nope. one over. Oh look at that. We'll make sure that gets in the show notes. How about that? All right, so we go back to that. So that we probably should pull that up because that goes right about. It'd be right there before the ugly sweaters. Actually, right there. Right there, yeah. And then we have ugly sweaters. Uh, more and then more of that. Reddit having a daily user uh, first for the first time ever of fifty-two million mm-hmm. users. Talk about Amazon Sidewalk, the Zigbee Alliance a little bit, Homebridge, Apple devices, obviously Google devices. Yeah, you're not going to put the Google devices in there. Eh. <laughs> I was actually I almost didn't put the Apple devices in there. Yeah, I might fair. not put the Apple devices in the show notes. Nah, that depends on how I feel when I read it. Was it, that, no. it was an Apple TV 4K. We don't need it. People know how to Google. We need all the Ks. Just ask. And I think keeping Homebridge is cool because it's a program. Yes. So otherwise, yeah. What so. Are you, what are your favorite last words? I was going to ask what your words were. I beat you to it. My famous last words are, what are your famous last words? So, now that Halloween is officially, officially over, and you've made your pumpkin pies, do you know how to fix all your pumpkins so they look good for Christmas? No. With pumpkin patches. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> 